It's Wednesday, so you know this is the Trophy Room, a.k.a. Trophy Room Radio. I am your host, Brett Hammer. Wherever you are today, thank you for making me part of your day. Coming up, Draymond Green sent something absolutely inspiring, and it proves why Steph is one of the greatest, but not in the way that you or I may have thought. Dylan Brooks will be on the street after this season as the Grizzlies choose not to pick up an option, and why is that? Plus, one NFL quarterback who's barely played at all just earned an extension, and it's not because of anything he did. So why did he get it? That is all coming up. But as you know, it is way too hard to buy quality graphic tees these days. You look it up, all you get is sketchy third-party products on Etsy and eBay, and none of it's real. Game Changers is throwing a wrench into all of that. Game Changers is a real company that puts real quality in the phrase. You get what you pay for. They make high-end quality shirts with all your favorite NBA and NFL teams and players, as well as rappers and other culture icons. If you head over to GameChanger.LA, you can use promo code HAMMERTIME23 for $10 off. That's capital H, HAMMERTIME23 for $10 off. I did have a couple people reach out to me and say the code wasn't working, but everyone else I know who's been using it, it's worked for them. So just keep on trying. That's capital H, hammer time, two, three, $10 off. No minimum order required. Go ahead. Give me a follow on Instagram and TikTok at B hammer time. Um, I want to say this is the shout out. I don't know how to continue to say it to you guys, but just thank you. I never started this to make money. Obviously this is the career path that I've chosen, but I didn't ever start Trophy Room to make money. In fact, the first year and a half, we made, I think, $10 because technically Spotify used to pay me when I would do those anchor Spotify ad reads at the very beginning of every show, which were honestly really annoying. And I just didn't make very much money from it. I was making like, I swear, like half a cent per listen. I don't know what it was, but it was ridiculous. And, uh... I guess this is a little bit of a uh, lesson to just take risks. There's this tweet by Dan Orlovsky that I have saved in my phone. And it just says, bet on yourself. In the next line, it says again. In the next line, it says again. And the next line, it says again. Just bet on yourself again and again and again. Because um, what I think is so cool about the world that we live in and the NFL draft and, and everything associated with judging people's talent, even dating, like whatever it is. People don't know you. They can judge a lot of tangibles, but they can't judge intangibles. And the reason that you're the only one who can bet on yourself is because you're the only one who knows if you're going to hit that snooze button when the alarm goes off at 530 in the morning. You're the only person who knows if you're going to stay late that night. You are the only person who really knows what you're made of. And um, to be honest with you, like we didn't have like a thousand listeners when I reached out to Game Changers and I said, how can I do a promo code deal? Like, how can we get a deal done? I didn't have this massive following to bring to them and say, look, we're getting 20,000 listens every whatever. I want a piece of the pie, whatever. We didn't have that. But I went to them in hopes that they wouldn't ask what our listening is. Not that it's not sizable, but just I was afraid it wasn't going to be enough clout for them. And I went to them and I said, hey, I really love your merch. Um, can we do a deal? And they said, sure. And I think the first month we did seven, the second month we did 10 after that we did 15 and last month, this is the shout out to all of you guys. I don't know how this is happening, but, um, we did 48, 48 shirts 
48 game changer orders. And obviously I, I make a percentage of all of that, but it's, it, this isn't about me getting rich. This isn't about me being an influencer. Um, because those dollar amounts don't go to make me rich to build money on money on money. And I'm not here to complain to you or be petty or say, I need your pity or whatever, but like life's real when you're a college student, life's real when, uh, my family situation is the way that it is. And you know, you have expenses and it's, it's sometimes real to say, how are we going to make it to the next one? And I was honestly a little stressed about that today, just thinking about it. And cause I knew that I had a couple bills that I had to pay. Not, not crazy. Not like I was going to be out on the street. Not like I was going to be hungry, but you know, you got, you got big bills to pay when it's school, rent, whatever. And uh, school bit me in the butt trying to pay for that this semester. And I was like, man, rent is also going to be expensive. So that's going to be draining a lot. Um, again, I have savings and I have money set into another account that's paying for everything. So I'm not, it's not the end of the world, but money just gets stressful and it gets tight. And, uh, the money that I made this month from game changers was definitely a lot. And again, it's not about the money, but the money says to me, Hey, you are good at what you do because respectfully, even though I do this every Monday and Wednesday and then whenever I do sideline and then calling baseball games occasionally for, uh, local TV stations, there's always doubt. Always. I always go through that. Um, and I say, am I good enough to do this? Am I crazy? I seriously wonder sometimes I'm like, when I go on dates and I tell girls, this is what I do. Do they think I'm absolutely insane? And the answer is, I hope so. Because um, if you need your motivation today, let me tell you this. If you've never seen the movie, The Greatest Showman, I encourage you to go back and watch it. But in one of the songs, Hugh Jackman says, live crazy, live a little crazy. And I think living crazy is the only intelligent and successful way to live. Because if you live sanely, you will end up like every mediocre person who ever existed at whatever it is that you want to be great at. The greats do not become great by playing life safe. And so, yeah, again, the dollar amounts doesn't go to make me rich. It doesn't go for me to reinvest in Tesla, Facebook, whatever. Like it just, it shows me, Hey, you're good enough at this, that people applaud what you do. And obviously game changer speaks for itself. They're incredible. Their quality is great. But the fact that I have enough people who see me and see my content that then on top of that, trust enough that I enjoy this product to go out and buy it and let it speak for itself. That just says so much. And uh, again, most of you guys who've listening have been listening for a while and you know the journey, you know the roller coaster that I've been up and down. And to be honest, doing what I do is crazy because you're never sure when you're going to get your next opportunity. It's not really a regular nine to five job. I mean, some parts of it are, but the on screen on mic stuff isn't. And so I just appreciate every time I'm just amazed, honestly, when I get to the end of the month and I say, hey, Game Changers, how did we do? And they said, you abs, they said today, they're like, damn, bro, you killed it. We're so happy to work with you. And I'm, I'm happy to work with them, but I'm even more happy to work with every single one of you guys, especially the however many of you, the most of you, majority, the 99% of you that I don't know. I really sincerely appreciate it because again, it just lets me know you're crazy and you can do this, not one without the other. So I appreciate that. And I don't, there's no way that I can give you guys a big enough thank you, but 
I just wanted to give you guys the shout out today because you continue to go and support me. And I don't, I don't want your dollar amounts in my bank account because to me that doesn't reward you as much as, you know what, if you like what I do, then go get something for yourself. It feels more authentic than just, hey, I'm, I'm investing. You're investing in me, but in a different way. And I genuinely appreciate that. But now that I've gone on for however way too many minutes about you guys and how wonderful you are and how much I appreciate you for supporting me, I want to go to this. And this being a quote from Draymond Green that I think is super motivational. Let's just stick on that same theme. Motivational in a different way. And I'm still mad because I was supposed to come on and go back and forth with Draymond Green on Jake Paul's podcast. And that never ended up happening. And I'm bummed about it. But here's something that Draymond... And and again... You guys know that I don't like Draymond Green. And I posted this quote on my Instagram today. And it's so funny how much this just goes to show the world that we live in where if I don't like a certain player or I don't love a certain player or I don't think a certain player is good, then therefore it's like, oh, well, you don't like him. So therefore you can't be impressed by what he had to say. That just goes to show the lack of intelligence in the social media world that we live in today. Because, yeah, I don't love Draymond Green, but at least I believe he is who he is as opposed to someone else that we're going to talk about in a little bit. But Draymond Green, this is the message that he had after Game 7. He said, quote, Stop trying to turn the page on us so fast. Stop trying to turn the page on LeBron so fast. We get so caught up in what's the next thing that we don't appreciate the current. And then you get to the next thing, and you're like, man, I wish we still had that. I wish we could still see this. It's kind of like that movie Click with Adam Sandler. He had the remote. And he was constantly fast forwarding to see what the big thing next was. And I wonder at this. I mean, this is a reality that I had with LeBron James that I, uh, what I moved to Canada and I didn't watch basketball for almost two years. And I remember hearing LeBron James going to the Lakers and I just said, and I just stopped and I was like, why do I hate LeBron James so much? Not like, not to the point where I would like harm him or whatever, but just like, why do I have so much contempt for LeBron James? And obviously it's because he's so good and and won so many games that I wanted the other team to come out ahead in. And I looked back and I was like, why don't I just appreciate this? Because if we're being honest, say what you want. If you believe Michael Jordan's the greatest, which I do, you still believe that LeBron James is 1B. 1A, 1B. So why don't you appreciate 1B? Because 1A is gone. He's not coming back. Why don't you appreciate 1B? And obviously LeBron James isn't what he was, but let's be honest about something. LeBron James today, because I, I was I was watching, I think it was the Lakers-Memphis Grizzlies game last week. We had a bunch of people over and they were like, yeah, well, Michael Jordan's still the best because like if he was playing right now, like he could probably, like if he was playing, if it was him and LeBron at the same time, like Michael's still just better than LeBron. I'm like, no, no, no. Michael Jordan is my undisputed GOAT. However, no one in the history of athletics, in the history of planet Earth, has ever done what LeBron is doing to be the age he is, still putting up 30, 40 point games on the regular. Do you understand what the, like, yeah, what Tom Brady did was great, but 
His game was mostly reliant on his brain and his arm. The rest of his body was completely depleted and that was fine. And he take care of his body more than most people. But the point that I'm trying to make to you is if you're one of those people who hates LeBron James and you can hate his politics fine, but you don't get to hate his game. And you also don't get to say, well, LeBron and Jordan this at this point in age, because let's be honest. While Michael is the GOAT and while it was cool to be able to watch him in a Wizards uniform, he was not successful. He was not scary. LeBron is night and day ahead of what Le- what Michael was when he was with the Wizards. And so the point that I make to you is I feel like we're getting to the point where um, LeBron was hated and now the Warriors are starting to be hated because just they just keep on winning, right? Like it's what the Chiefs are becoming where it's like you can't stop them so you just hate them. And I love the point that Draymond Green makes where he says, how about you just enjoy what it is right now? Because, yeah, while you might not think that Draymond Green is the best, you know what every great reality TV show has? And let me remind you, NBA, pro sports, that's reality TV for men. Every great reality show, every good season of The Bachelor has a great villain. Draymond Green, love him or hate him, you have to admit that he is a great villain. And the best villains, because I was watching Outer Banks season three today, the best villains are not the um, psychotic, just uh, total maniac, blow up a building because they're so impulsive. It's the methodical, smart ones that end up being the most successful and the hardest for the, 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 the hero to put away. Love or hate Draymond Green, he's one of the best villains. And you, I promise, we will never see anything like Stephen Curry Ever again, ever the, like look, Trey Young is is trying, and I like Trey Young. He's not Stephen Curry. There will never be someone who can just flick the stick, do a three hundred and sixty, put the ball up, not even looking at the hoop, and drain it forty out of a hundred times. So, however you feel about the Warriors, however you feel about Stephen Curry, however you feel about LeBron James, look, if you really hate one of them that much, good, because somebody's going to lose here. So, if you hate both of them, awesome. You'll be happy and sad at the same time. The point being, let's not hate our sports stars so much that we miss out on appreciating greatness. Because oftentimes, like I remember being a little bit of a Wizards fan when I grew up in D.C. and Or when I lived in D.C., sorry. And LeBron James had this 180 step back three pointer banked off the side of the backboard that went in to send the game into overtime, and then they won. And I, all I remember thinking is, oh my gosh, I cannot stand LeBron James. What I should have been thinking was, holy cow, how did he just do that? And again, I get that hate and love is what makes sports great. But we're so worried about, is John Morant going to be the next guy? We were worried about, was. Andre Wig- Andrew Wiggins or Jabari Parker going to be the next guy. We're so worried about who's the next guy once the next guy becomes the villain that we miss that villain doing things that in the history of the world we will never see again. So, yeah, do I love Draymond Green? No, but I sure as heck respect him. And that's all I ask. All right. This story's fun. This one's been swirling and building for a while now, but I haven't really given my take on it. So, 
let's 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 discuss a little bit this whole Dion San Dion Dion Sanders thing. So there's the old saying that I'm sure your mom told you or your dad told you or your teachers. Be careful what you wish for because you just might get it. So I don't know that there's a person in a fan in college sports who loves watching one of their star players leave their favorite school for another one because of money. I'm just not sure there's anyone who likes it. It, And honestly, if you did, I'd be a little concerned. Um, But there's a couple sides to this. The first one is, so I work at BYU Morning Show, and recently Cody Epps, who is their number one receiver, has elected to put his name in the transfer portal. Now some people say he might come back. Some people say he's taking a six-figure deal at another school. Whatever the case may be. This is the new era of college football. Adapt or die. That's how it goes. So a lot of people are saying, oh, well, it's honestly like I'm just happy that these guys are finally getting paid and making their money. And I agree. As a capitalist, I want these guys <coughs> to be able to make money. And, and I, I honestly was for, I was okay with it staying as was. Because a lot of these guys are getting screwed. And, and we had this conversation with... The Florida quarterback, uh, Jalen Richards, I believe his name was. I, I can't remember. But there are, again, be careful what you wish for because you just might get it. So a lot of these guys who are saying, oh, well, I want these guys to make money. That means guys like Cody Epps. It's it's capitalism. If you find a better deal, you're going to go for it. Now, you cut out a little bit of the commitment process, but that is what it is. And tell me this. If you are working your current job right now and another job offers you $400,000, you're telling me you're not just going to decommit from your current job? Like, that's the other thing that frustrates me with this whole thing is you're going to tell me that you've been 100% committed to absolutely everything your entire life? No. Look, I'm a perfect example of this. I asked for a better job at a better company than the one I was working at and my boss, my current boss, helped me get an interview at a radio station to be a producer, a sports radio uh, company. And the day before my interview, and I was committed to them. The day before my interview, I got noticed that I was going to do sideline. So I went and did the interview. And then uh, when they called to tell me that was their number one option and they were offering me the job, I pulled that commitment. Every single one of us does this. That College athletes are not the only ones. So then you have the flip side that everyone is also upset about saying, well, Deion Sanders is being a loser by coming in here, saying he already has his own guys, and then tr- making all these guys leave. Guess what? There's a couple of things here to break down. But the first one is, what makes this country move? Capitalism. Money. Guess what? I can't tell you the last time that the University of Colorado had a full house for a spring game where it was still snowing in April. Let alone get a, get rid of the weather. When was the last time Colorado had a full house for a spring game? Not until Deion Sanders showed up. So, again, this is the LeVar Ball thing. You can say what you want, but people were watching first take when he was on. Like him or hate him. So, the school's obviously going to side with him over the transfers. The second thing is that you got to realize, so yeah, 
So Lincoln Riley has all these guys transfer in. Or somebody transfers out of your school. Spots got to be filled, people. If you're giving people the ability to go anywhere they want, whenever they want, somebody's losing their job. That's how these things work. So if you want to say, oh, well, I don't like it that all these guys are getting kicked out of Colorado. Well, guess what? You were happy when it worked out for the players You have the freedom to go wherever they want. The reality of the situation is that means people lose their jobs. When someone gets hired at your company to do your job, that means you may be on your way out. But if you're the guy getting promoted, you love it. <coughs> if you're the guy getting kicked out, you don't love the principle so much. But it's about the principle. We can't get that twisted. It is about the principle. It can't just be about one side because there's two sides to every coin. There's two sides to every decision. Somebody gets helped. Somebody gets hurt. And this is the new era of college football. So if you liked NIL when it came up, if you liked the freedom in the transfer portal, when you when you were about liberty and freedom and people being able to make the choices that they wanted, that means some people get screwed. There are no decisions in life where everybody gets it worked out. Somebody has to get hurt in every decision. Unfortunately, that's the way it is. So if you liked the freedom... You get to like some of these guys getting screwed over at Colorado when the whole team gets wiped. Um, this is fun news. It was announced that Dylan Brooks is not going to be have his option picked up in uh, Memphis. So sometimes this does happen in life. There's a couple of different ways, but look, sometimes you try a hairstyle. You said, I want to try something new. And it does not look good on you. Well, if that hairstyle is right before a first date, you may make a bad impression because you got the sides of your head shaved and left the top long. Just saying. If that's you, I apologize. But not even women. People just don't tend to love that. Men don't love that on women either. But that's that's the reality. You try something risky, it may or may not work out. You may give that first date a bad impression and they may not want a a second one. And that's kind of how I feel with Dylan Brooks. It almost like Dylan Brooks was like, oh shoot, Grayson Allen's not here anymore. So somebody has to step up and be the bad guy. But you could tell this was the first time in his life he'd ever been a bad guy because it never really felt like he meant anything that he did, right? Like when he was talking that trash about LeBron, it was it didn't feel like it. he'd ever done this before. That he'd been that openly disrespectful. Because it's almost it's one of those where you start down a road. And you know that it is one of the poor decisions that you could make. But you're like, well, I'm already walking down it in front of a bunch of people. So I may as well keep going. And you don't have it in you to just turn around and walk down the other, for, other side of the fork in the road. He tried something risky. Dylan Brooks did. And look... Dylan Brooks, if we're being honest, not that great at basketball. Didn't have that good of a season. Assists were down. Um, Shooting percentage, field goal percentage, and three-point field goal percentage down. Scoring down. Efficiency rating down. Look, it, it wasn't a good year for Dylan Brooks. And... It doesn't help when your team doesn't win and you look like the guy who poked the bear. Again, if you go back and watch that Memphis series, or if you watched it, 
you know they dared Dylan Brooks to shoot the ball because in that series, he was terrible. Uh, look, so game one, or his last five games, shoots 36%, then 23%, then 36%, then 20%, and then 36%. Those were all, not three-point percentage, field goal percentage, shooting 20%. And then LeBron just absolutely annihilated him every chance that he got because he ticked him off. But, There's a reason, look, sometimes you take big risks and it works out. Sometimes you take big risks and you flop. That's how it worked. Um, Let's do one more NBA story. We'll do a couple NFL stories and then we'll get out of here. So the Suns go ahead. And if you look at the box score, I mean, it looks like a close game. Uh. <coughs> They outscored, the Suns outscored the Nuggets in the first three quarters. Outscored them in every one of the first three quarters. They got outscored by 13 points in the fourth. Here's why. This is, again, I'm just full of life principles today, people. Let me just, let's give it to you like this. I wish I could get the quote perfectly, and I'm not. But but here's the essentials. Don't give up your dream someday for 75% of what you can have today. You get what I'm saying? Like, And it goes back to being patient, being present. Don't give up what you want, what you know you truly desire for what you could have today. Because odds are, if you could have it today, it's probably not worth everything that you want someday. And it won't feel right if you get it immediately. If you don't put everything in for it. And the Suns, and look, I get why they did it. They got to the finals and they said, look, we cannot handle Giannis. We cannot keep up with the Bucs. We need more star power. So they went out to get Kevin Durant because they said, look, Chris Paul's on the decline, but he's still an incredible facilitator. Devin Booker is a great scorer. Doesn't boost everyone around him in the same way. We need a knockout punch. They went out to get Kevin Durant. Here's the issue. You traded away all of your wing defenders, and frankly, your best three-point shooters. So you get to the fourth quarter, and again, playoff basketball is different. Defense is significantly ramped up in the playoffs. You're seeing the Warriors are playing way different defense than they played any of their regular season games. And the Suns are having a hard time keeping up with that, especially when they only got Kevin Durant for really the very tail end of the season. The Nuggets shot 47%. The Suns shot 40. And they were outscored in the fourth quarter by 13 points. Because Mikael Bridges, Cam Johnson, Jay Crowder, all those guys no longer there. You do not have the wing presence or the three-point shooters, like they—they they were great wings because they would lock up your best. De- they would lock up the best guy on the other side of the ball, and then when when you would dribble drive, when Devin Booker would head to the rack, he could kick out to multiple options. 
those options do not exist anymore. And as a result, the Nuggets have had their way now in two games. Even when the Suns outscored the Nuggets for the first three quarters, they didn't have the legs in the fourth. So, yeah. Are we worried about the Suns? Absolutely. Which I'm, I like the Suns. And again, I we talked about this on Monday. Kevin Durant needs this more than anybody else. Because if he doesn't get it here, the narrative is going to be you went to join another super team and you still couldn't get it done. This story is interesting. So the deal with Aaron Rodgers is finally done. But if you've paid attention, Aaron Rodgers has spent more time doing PR and saying what's up to the paparazzi more in New York in the last week than it feels like he has in Green Bay in the last six years. You see him at the Knicks games. You're seeing him at uh, Stanley Cup playoffs, just courtside, smiling, having fun. The Jets social media is all over his entire A, just posting and throwing passes, whatever. So why is that? Well, this principle, if you're a parent, you definitely know that your kids see this and you know that you grew up with this as well. But the grass is always greener on the other side. No matter how much, no matter how old you get, I mean, the grass is literally greener because they went from Green Bay, which is green and yellow, to the Jets, which is just straight green. All puns intended. Um, but here's the thing. People don't change. Unfortunately, and again, I as a Christian, I shouldn't say that, but the average person really doesn't change, especially change that much. Especially once you get to be Aaron Rodgers' age and you can you've been told you can get away with doing whatever you want because you're that talented. Look, this thing's not going to work out. Aaron Rodgers has had no opportunities to screw up, and the other half of this is both people in the breakup, in a toxic breakup, are trying to say F you to the other one. Aaron Rodgers is trying to say, well, guess what? I don't like the way you guys treated me. And then the Packers are saying, well, we don't like how you treated us either. So we're going to go again and give Jordan Love an extension. Because we just want you to know that we're really happy together. Even though we've only been on one date. Huh. Okay. Then Aaron Rodgers, I'm sure he'll... And goes on the Pack McAfee show. He goes on about how glowing, amazing New York is, and da 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 da. And people are saying he's going to win MVP, and other people are saying he's the best quarterback in the division, even though Josh Allen's still there. And last time I recall, Josh Allen. I don't know. Don't even get me started on the Josh Allen Aaron Rodgers things. But again, that's a great example of what the difference here is. Aaron Rodgers is one maybe second most talented quarterback to ever play football with Mahomes being one but Mahomes his personality significantly better than Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Rodgers is only doing this perfect PR because he wants to say screw you to Green Bay so look this is an experiment this is not a relationship this is a a one night stand this is a one-season deal because if this thing doesn't go well in the first four games, which I don't know that it will, they may be able to come back. But if they don't come back, if they don't make the playoffs, you think Aaron Rodgers is going to be happy there? You think you're not going to get back the same spiel when the grass gets just as green as it was in Green Bay? And he says, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking about retirement. 
I'm thinking about going to do ayahuasca in the middle of the woods in Alaska with no light and no food and I don't even know. The reality is people don't change, especially people with a personality like Aaron Rodgers. That just is what it is. Um, this is some cool news we got. We found out over the week or yesterday that the NFL draft over the weekend was the most watched NFL draft of all time, which is super cool. And then we also found out that the Super Bowl was the most watched Super Bowl of all time. So obviously the Super Bowl is a is an event that transcends sports. Like people who don't watch sports will come to watch. The NFL has marketed it beautifully. They say even if you don't care about football, you'll care about Rihanna. And the people who are watching football are coming anyway. But then they go and grab the other however many millions of people are in America by saying, look, you might not watch the game, but you will watch the halftime show. This in the... NFL, they own this country and certain parts of the world outside of this country. It's incredible to get that many people. I believe the number was 118 million combined to watch a sporting event that has no athletics involved whatsoever. I mean, let's be honest. It's let's marry college football with the NFL, and then let's just show you a bunch of highlights. So the NFL guys say, oh, who's coming to my team? And the college people say, Oh, that was so sick when he did that last season. Everybody wins. The NFL is genius. They've made the offseason interesting. Like, uh, I, I don't even know what this is like. I mean, I think it's kind of like, again, forgive my reality TV references, but when The Bachelor was like, okay, well, we got we have to have something on until next season, so we'll just do Bachelorette or we'll do Bachelor in Paradise, where, yeah, are as many people going to be caring that much? No, but people will. People will be talking about it, and then it gets people talking and talking and talking. So when the season comes around again, people are back. And people care just as much about what happens when we're not even playing on the field as they do about other sports. Because if I told you, you can watch the NFL, play, the NHL playoffs, Stanley Cup playoffs, you can watch MLB playoffs and you can watch the NBA playoffs or you can watch the NFL draft excluding the World Series what you're going to take all of those you can take the NFL draft because I'm going to be honest with you I don't really watch that much postseason baseball unless it's the Braves and I would argue that the same is probably true with a lot of you unless it's your team you're definitely not watching hockey you're watching the NBA playoffs because there's nothing else going on but again the NFL playoffs or the NHL playoffs and the NBA playoffs were both on people watch the draft instead I don't know what the the NFL's marketing is is stupid. They own an entire country. They own an entire day of the week. Things you can't buy, they own it anyway. Which is super cool. So, last story. The Packers have reached a one-year extension with Gordon Love. Jordan Love. Which again, we talked about earlier. They drafted this guy instead of Aaron Rodgers, so now they kind of have to say. What did we get? Well, let's just go remind you of what Jordan Love has done in the NFL this thus far. The only real game that he's played was against the Chiefs when he lost 13 to 7. But if you just go look at all of his games 
I mean, this last year, he had 195 yards, one touchdown, 82 QBR. Not bad. But the one game, uh, he came in and played against the Lions in 2021. 10 for 17, 134 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions. And then Kansas City, at Kansas City, lost 13 to 7. 13 for 90 for 34, 190 yards, one touchdown, one interception. So all this is to say, we don't know what you have with Jordan Love. We have no clue. Because all that screams to me is this guy could be just as good as Davis Mills who we just saw lost his job probably to CJ Stroud. So this is a smart move by the Packers because look, you say, well, look, Aaron, we like him. And then Aaron calls the bluff and he says, yeah, uh, you guys only did that to come at me because you don't even know what you have with him. Now, part of this could, you could argue, well, you know what? He's had however many years to sit behind Aaron Rodgers. And that's what these, I, I work, again, at that BYU morning show, and we're like, oh my gosh, how cool is it that Zach Wilson gets to sit behind Aaron Rodgers? And people saying he needs to learn as much as he can. What did Aaron Rodgers ever do to make you believe that he's the type of guy who wants to help other people when it does no benefit for him? And <coughs> I don't remember hearing about any conversations between Jordan Love and Aaron Rodgers or texts or whatever. Because... To be honest, Jordan Love was the other woman who happened to be the personal trainer or the person who fixes the car or whatever you want to call them. They were in the life together. They didn't talk that much, but they were both having an intimate relationship with the Packers. And the Packers said, look, we're going to choose Jordan Love while, we're, while you're here and uh, you're going to keep performing for us. But now that you're gone, we have to make sure that you know that we're still happy without you. But it works out because it's a one-year deal. If he works out, awesome. If not, you don't have to cut him. You don't have to cancel the contract. It's a very one-night stand. Same with the deal that Aaron Rodgers has in New York. Thank you guys so much for hanging out. Again, thank you for buying the shirts, and thank you for supporting me. I sincerely appreciate it. Have a great rest of your Wednesday. And uh, enjoy the NBA playoffs. Cheers. Whoa.